Hi everyone, and welcome to the 138th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm with Churro! Hi guys! And Sabrina! Hi guys! Alright, how you guys We're doing? We're together. We're together. We're together. Ha- happy New Year. Happy late yeah, New happy Year. happy New Year. Happy late New Year. Yeah. Happy late New Year. <laughs> so you can you fi- finally have a, a full show with, with Churro and Sabby and me. What, yeah. What, 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 what have you guys done recently? Of interest, uh, um, I wanted to go to Anime LA, but I had to work, so that oh. in the end, oh, bummer news, man. Yeah, that's sad. I, I wanted I to see all the school again. Merch. And oh, oh no, did anyone show you any, like, tweet you or anything? The what now? Did anyone tweet you about Kingdom Hearts merch at LA? Whatever. Anime LA. Anime LA. No. Yeah. It's just it's usually the same old stuff. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you might find like a, a rare Play Arch Kai figure or a uh, Keyblade uh, Keychain. I know that the um, the Foretailer Keyblade Keychains was just released in Japan. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I totally forgot about those. And the um, they released Kingdom Hearts Disney Tsum Tsums. Oh my god, Ooh. I want them. That are all the rage right now, and apparently there's only like 500 available, and they're not selling them at D23 Japan. Oh jeez, that's yeah, what the current rumor them. is right now. How, I'm never where, getting them in my how, how how are they how are they selling them? Where are they selling them? They're selling them at various like Disney uh, stores in Japan, and these oh. weren't even announced, and these weren't even like advertised at all. They were just like like there. people who took pictures of them were all like <sighs> on like a random like Japanese people's like Instagrams. This is just like randomly oh, there. So like. That- and there was so much mass confusion because, like, like not even the Disney store employees knew how many yeah. they were getting in, and they didn't realize they were selling them until they got put out. Yeah, and like they had, and like some stores had limited of like maybe like forty to fifty, and they were only limited That's to like crazy. one to two per person. Yeah, I was so thinking it, like, like, oh well, may- like expecting- maybe I have a chance. Maybe yeah. I have a chance at getting them, but I don't think so. Not no, with those odds. I, I, I gave it a try. Brandon, yeah. you should try. And if you get one, get me one. Well, the thing is, I don't have any Disney stores nearby, and the only Disney store I've ever been to was when I was actually at Disney, and they had uh, yeah, like some Disney the, stores like there. The biggest one I heard was the one in Shibuya. That that one, the oh. second day, okay. that one had like 140 available. Holy crap, Let's man. see. Yeah, so, I've, I've not yeah. been to that one. The only ones that I've been to were like on Disney property, and well, th- there's the ones that are like in the park that are like the gift shops all around. But then there was another one that's like near the train station that takes you out of the Disney resort area. There's like mm-hmm. a mall there, and there was a Disney store in there that uh, we spent quite a bit of time in. And they had a lot of stuff, no Kingdom Hearts stuff, but this was like before they started selling those Zoom Zoom things. Mm. I did see those Zoom Zoom uh, plushies though at the Disney store when I was there. Yeah, just, I mean, Zoom Zooms g- are general like, ones. Uh, I mean, because they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're common, like the other ones are common, but like for yeah. events like these, you know, these are rare, you yeah. know, so it's. Sounds ultra rare. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like. Super ultra rare. Yeah. Especially give, for give, give up and... rare. Yeah. That's stuff I'm... I can't commit to, like, especially like going, knowing if they people buy put on eBay and it's like. Oh yeah. Forget crazy that. amounts. I'm like, nah, I can't, even, I can't do that to myself. Like, no, like literally the first day somebody had like, like 10 of them on eBay they were selling for 150, and the regular price for them is between 40 to 50 dollars. 
That's crazy. And then I wouldn't, I wouldn't even buy it for the base price. They're just plushies. Well, and then the second day, the same person that was selling them on eBay increased it to $220 per set. What? Yeah. Oh, my. Ah, people. I hate people. Actually, so, now that I, I think about it, that is a good price, 40 to 50 bucks, compared to the crap that they sell uh, usually. When I was there, they were selling, like, little plushies that are, like, basically the size of Beanie Babies, of Donald, Goofy, Minnie Mouse. They had that stupid character, Duffy. And, like, all of those things, they were, like you know 30 40 bucks and that was just for one stupid thing well i mean like you know you know those um mickey donald and goofy plushies that they had at like best buy yeah, yeah. those were going for like 12 13 dollars for one and like i bought one of them for my nephew for for christmas so i bought him the donald one and he loved it so i was like man dollars for that plushie it's crazy yeah actually brandon i have a question for you yes Okay, so obviously, like, as travelers or, like, tourists, mm-hmm. we'd like to look at prices and then convert it into our home, like, currency to know yep. if it's a good deal. Do you still do that now, or do you just see everything, like... Oh, as, as yen? As uh, yen. So, subconsciously, when I'm walking around and I'm seeing stuff, I constantly do a very incorrect conversion. Well, it's, it's at least incorrect now. Uh, that's that's really common, especially since I'm American. Is that you just take the, uh, whatever the dollar amount is or whatever the yen amount is, and move the decimal place two places because at some point in history, <laughs> uh, you know, a hundred yen used to equal about a dollar, and yeah. it still it still does now, but it's like we're talking like, uh, you know, a hundred yen equals about ninety cents. That's not great. So yeah, basically, I just live here now, and I try to spend everything here now. Welcome to Canada. Yeah, that's that, how I, I feel every time I like yeah. change to American. Money. Yeah, that's, I lose that's, imme- that's immediately like like a th- like a quarter of my stuff. Oh man, that's that's terrible. So yeah, yeah if, if anybody pays pays me online for like art stuff, I always ask them to pay me on my American PayPal because. <laughs> It's worth that more makes there. Sense. Oh man. So yeah, that's the that's kinda how it is. And like, yeah, I, I do sort of see it that way because like, you know, I grew up as a kid thinking that, you know, one dollar is, you know, one dollar or five dollars. You know, that's like a lot of money, you know, when you know, when I was a kid. But then, you know, you're you're walking around here and the numbers you're seeing are like four hundred and fifty. You know, like that, yeah. that, that does, that does, that, that magnitude, that order of magnitude of number does Just not register. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't register. So whenever I look at something that's like 500 yen, I in- instantly uh, subconsciously see a magical decimal place <laughs> two spaces ahead and like, oh, that's about five bucks. All right. That's not yeah, bad. I do that all the time in Hong Kong. But the thing about Hong Kong is that I have to like divide by like five point something or six uh, to like uh, to see what the amount would be and yeah. it's funny because like have you ever just like stared at an item and you're trying to calculate in your head and you just look like you're crazy oh like, yeah that's usually what happens you're like are you okay i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm just calculating in my head if this is just worth it right now there are there are many things that i have issues with with japan's <laughs> banking system and money and currency and stuff like that and when i explain to my students 
you know, my students were asking me, like, what's what's the biggest culture shock? And I was telling them it was cash. And I was explaining to them that in America, in my wallet, I had the same $25 in my wallet for like three years straight because I never used cash. And they were just so shocked that you could have that kind of money just sitting in your wallet all the time and just not use it. I don't know. I don't know how they live here. Uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at Ultimania. We have two segments today. We have a rumors segment and a question segment. Uh, our pa- And as always, uh, if you guys like the show and you want to support us please consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash ffkh union just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called please be excited our patreon executive producers are as follows we have blue machine who is at blue machine lewis james who uh who's just lewis james (laughs) barry norton (laughs) who is at nortron zero chris morales eric decker who's at choco taco Jonathan Gonzalez, who's at Oh It's Just Johnny, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who is at Massacre23, Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58, and Churro, can you take these decks for you? We got Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Dustin Smith, John McRae, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Josh McNabb, Keith Field at the Mighty Keith, Meyer Herker, Mike, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. <laughs> we got Miles uh, Rebens, Mohammed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Nack ninety five, Rachel Casterton at Erba Yunray, Richard Holman at Vex Lennon, Lennon, uh, Ty Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman one, Vita Nitas. At V underscore Tron five thousand, Zach Porter, at Porter Paradox, and Zelda clone and Zelda clone at Apes Type Novels. And be a part of the show. Please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail dot com. Alrighty, let's get to our rumors segment. Whoa! So, Yay. Uh, More rumors. Yeah, as, oh my god, all these rumors! I can't uh, even. As for no these news, rumors. rumors. I would rate these rumors as highly volatile in the sense that either if you know if they if they're real they're really really big news and if they're not real it is not big at all. Not a big <laughs> well, deal. Fake. Uh so let's discuss what the these rumors are and where they come from. So uh these come from the official PlayStation magazine in the UK. And uh, they they basically had a little preview section for uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, also within this uh, magazine, apparently they they had some sort of interviews with I think uh, Hashimoto Shinji Hashimoto, the producer guy, executive producer for a lot of stuff, including Kingdom Hearts. So uh, it, it seems like they they might know a thing or two about stuff even though Shinji Hashimoto never reveals anything, but maybe they know something that we don't. So in their uh, description about Kingdom Hearts 3, they mention some interesting things that we have never heard about with relation to Kingdom Hearts 3. So the first 
little thing is that they said that the game would have a split perspective between Sora and Riku. So that means sometimes yeah. you play as Sora and sometimes you play as Riku. Interesting. Haven't we heard that from somewhere before. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> they also said there's a Fantasia world. Oh my god. Fantasia. Wow. A Kingdom Hearts game hasn't had Sora and Riku have a split perspective and a Fantasia world since, well, since Kingdom Hearts 3D. Oh. Hmm. Did they get somebody who doesn't know about Kingdom Hearts to write this little blurb? Did they get somebody who doesn't know the difference between Kingdom Hearts 3 and 3D? Oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just that sad realization that this is probably nothing. Yeah. It's more likely nothing. I mean, honestly, there's really not a lot of, like, gaming journalists that do, like, you know, from big sites to actually know the story of Kingdom Hearts. On top of that, this is a magazine. I know, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Not everyone understands Kingdom Hearts. And on top of that, like... In terms of uh, like titles, Kingdom Hearts three and K- Kingdom Hearts three D, they're pretty close. Like if you if you're not constantly following the series, you I could see somebody thing. confusing them. Yeah, exactly. So I could see them like not knowing the difference. Yeah. Well. Like if they typed in KH three into a search engine and got some news for KH three D, like maybe a wiki page or something, and they just thought, oh. Kingdom Hearts 3D dreamed up distance. I don't know. Kingdom Hearts titles. They, they all have these stupid names. It's probably Kingdom Hearts 3. All right. Let me write some. Let me read it's this little wiki too. article. Meta tags yep. too. A lot of people just put them in there. So when you're searching for stuff, it yeah. just pops in there just because it has that in there. Exactly. Yep. So there's a there's a good chance that uh, this is nothing. I mean, the funny thing is, though, like they also mention other things. <laughs> Like wall running and things like that, and like, oh, that's also something from Kingdom Hearts 3D, but it is also from Kingdom Hearts 3. So yeah. it's like this very well could be just <laughs> their own little screw up. Oh, poor, poor, poor OPM UK. I feels ya. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes still I get as confused. Bad as what IGN did. Yeah. Oh well. So uh yeah that's that's where we stand. Now that all that being said while this thing is probably just a screw up, I will say I would not personally be surprised if we do have some segments that are split perspective. Y- you know, like I mean even in Kingdom Hearts 2 we played as Riku for a little bit. So Playing as Riku in Kingdom Hearts 3, especially since it seems like he's going to be tackling some kind of important stuff, like, for example, finding Aqua. Like, that's kind of his job with Mickey. I would not be surprised if at some point we got to play something like that. And, like, having a Fantasia world, I don't know about that. But, I mean, if you think, if you think about it, technically... It was already confirmed, and technically, Kingdom Hearts 3D is not the only game with a Fantasia world. Technically speaking, 
uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 also had a Fantasia world called Mysterious Tower, where Yen Sid lives, where Mickey had his little Fantasia thing with all the brooms. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a fan. Technically, that's a Fantasia world also. So, yep, can't deny that. Yeah, that's but that's not that's not what people want when they hear there's a Fantasia world. Whatever. So, yeah. But uh, how do you guys feel about playing Riku again? If Okay, so let me just point, point it this way, because obviously that's a great thing. Uh, what? How would you feel if, you know, considering all the characters that are going to be included in this, if they just decide to only let you play as Riku, a, as an additional character that you can play as? If it's like only Riku, how would you feel? Is that disappointing? I, I wouldn't care. I mean, to me, it's just another type of style of gameplay to master for a little bit, and then that's it. You know, long as long as I get the full story, you know, I can care less about who I play as. Yeah, okay. I kind of agree. I, but I think I would like to have different play styles. I know, like, I would compare it to, like, a, like how Birth by Sleep was. Like, you did have a mm, feel of everyone yeah. being a little bit different, but still similar. It was just, for me, yeah. it was just like Tara's like way too slow for me. Like I like to just be fast, and Tara yeah, was just like was a was a rock for me. <laughs> and I would expect <laughs> the same from like certain other characters. But like, I would I would want to feel a difference playing from Sora and Riku. Like I know like they both have different abilities that I would think would be more unique to them per, like personally. So I would want well, I'd rather have that. Yeah, I I would definitely want to. I, I mean, I definitely want to play as Riku obviously a good thing every time we get to do that it's always fun uh <clears throat> i would personally be slightly disappointed just because now Kyrie's a keyblade wielder and she's like good to go bro just use her just t- literally take aqua's fighting animations and paste them onto Kyrie, please or anything just let me play as Kyrie for a little bit like that's the only thing that i could think of um i will say though like on that uh, train of thought, I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised or opposed if we got something similar to, uh, remember back in Kingdom Hearts uh, 358 over 2, they had that little multiplayer mode where you could like mm-hmm. pick your organization member or even Sora or Mickey and you could fight as them in like raid raid battles. Like that that's pretty cool and like that would be a really cool way to do like missions online. Can you imagine like all the all the Kyrie lovers out there like wanted to play as Kyrie, but yeah, that's the only way you play as Kyrie is like a multiplayer uh, option only. <laughs> that'd be pretty sad. But uh yeah, I mean it, it, I mean if you think about it, so far, like one hundred percent confirmed we do have two completely playable characters. Well, characters that are completely playable that work and that's Sora and Aqua because of 2.8 so they have two of them already built already so we just need to like work that out to include you know seven or ten or eight others I don't know however many (laughs) however many more we need now I will say though um just to talk about like uh, the differences between a non-playable character and a playable character in terms of game development kind of stuff. 
there are li- little bits of differences. Like usually NPCs aren't going to control as good, but um, well, actually, no, NPCs are probably fine. So they probably could do it. Like if you remember back to Kingdom Hearts 2, there were cheat codes you could do to play as uh to play as the uh, the other party members like you could play as Orin or play as Mulan and like they probably weren't as polished cuz they weren't designed to be played by to be played by you but mm, I don't know how I feel about it <laughs> but I I do want to play as as the other characters I just feel like I can't see them uh you know you, you take a character like Sora for example there is a full game's worth of progression that goes into Sora. There's so many different abilities that Sora can do. How could you possibly make a character that's as deep and has as many moves as Sora will have in Kingdom Hearts 3? It's just it's completely un, un unrealistic to like to like match them up. Like, you know, you need not look farther than Kingdom Hearts 2 itself and like look at Sora's ability list at the end of the game and then look at like Orin's ability list. Like it's not much, <laughs> you know. I guess the yeah. only characters that kind of come close are, you know, Donald and Goofy because they stick with you the whole game. But like yeah, it's Yeah, it it'll be interesting to see what they do, but um I think it is an interesting idea to be able to play as other characters, especially in like you know, like a competitive or just cooperative online kind of thing. I could see them doing that in this games as a service apocalypse we live in now. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So those are our OPM rumors. I don't believe them. Uh, Yeah, let's go round table. Uh, I want a yes, no. Do you believe them? Churro. No. Sabby. No. Brandon. No. Okay. We we got all our official votes. Our our thing is uh, our answer is no officially. You can you can take Yay. that to the bank. Anyway, uh so let's let's talk a little bit about D23. I I'm I'm shoving this into the rumor segment. <laughs> but really it's just speculation from us. Uh so D23 is coming soon. That's that's some good news. Uh next month uh, J- uh, February tenth. It's a Saturday. Yeah, two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, there will be there will be a uh, you know a nice presentation, uh, officially titled Kingdom Hearts Fan Event. But uh, yeah, uh, I would say, I I mean, officially it's called the Kingdom Hearts Fan Event. It's not Kingdom Hearts Three Announcement Event, but you could you could probably expect something there. So don't worry about it. Uh, it's like a given. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> a given. And on top of that, like, this is the year the game comes out. They better have something. I know, like, right? Man. They better. They can't be pulling this, like, sneaky, sneaky stuff now because it's like, y'all y'all, y'all wrote the check. It's time to cash it. You wrote the check, and the check said on it 2018. We are now in the year that we play this game, unless you uh, delay it. But you're not going to do that yet, right? Right. I better get a 30 minute gameplay or something because this is what I'm going to. Oh man! If it, if it comes out, 
I will be very happy because I will watch it on Valentine's Day because I'll, uh, I'll have nothing to do. So I'll just watch good. Kingdom oh, that Hearts. Sounds so so sad. This is why you need to go to E3. Yeah. Why? If you go to E3, you could play Kingdom Hearts 3 probably. There will probably be a demo. I'll probably live through Churro if I don't go. You should I don't go. want you to live through me. I want you to live there for yourself. I know. We can show you the world. I know. Brandon <laughs> made that journey. If Whatever you can make that journey, they okay, debut yeah. at E3. I would like to. We'll see. It'll probably we'll be Monsters, Inc. Seems like that one's far along. Well, Toy anyway. Story. Oh, Toy Story would be good. Toy Story would be a cool demo. All right. Let's, let's get your votes. What kind of stuff? Let's say hypothetically, if they're going to show something at D23, what are they going to reveal? Sappy, what are they going to reveal at D23? Uh, probably confirming Monsters Inc. because that seems pretty, <laughs> pretty like out there. Okay. From whatever they were showing, that may or may not be true or real or whatever. I have no idea. If that's fake, that was a really good fake. I will tell that's you. That's a really that. good fake because like, really, they made really a, well they done. made a lot of screenshots. Yeah, that's like that's a lot of effort. It wasn't to make just the that. it wasn't just the two we first talked about. There was like six or something, and they yeah. showed a lot more three D models and a lot more areas that are from the movie. And a lot, a lot more different technical stills were on display. So I would say it's pretty hard to doubt that those are real. I kind of want to see a little bit more of like, like the story taking place. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, about like King just the because we literally, we literally know like almost nothing. Exactly. It's just kind of like, oh, hey, there's worlds, and then it's like you kind of know what's going on ish, and you're like, all right, so yeah. like, where is everyone at this point? Most in time? of what we see of Kingdom Hearts three is like, here's some worlds. Yeah, here's, here's some gameplay. Like, right, here's cool. a new animation. Here's a new gameplay mechanic. Here are more it's heartless. Like, I see more heartless than I've seen like original characters. Exactly, <laughs> and well, th- there's a reason for that, and the reason is it's really expensive and time-consuming to make characters, and now more than ever because they're all in this HDness, and uh, be- because of that, uh, if they show them too early, you get what happened at E3 in 2016, where. You know, do you remember what Tara looked like then? He looked like this really creepy wax doll that was like really disgusting looking. Yeah. And he didn't look like normal Tara at all until you saw him in the final game. Even Aqua, literally every time they showed Aqua, she got better until the final release. And I would not be surprised if that happens again in Kingdom Hearts 3, if they update Aqua's model again. Uh, and, and I would not be surprised if that happened to Sora either, because Sora looks better every time they show him. And sometimes he looks really weird, like he looked in 0.2. He looked really weird in 0.2. But, yeah, so basically... You hated basically, Mickey more. Oh, yeah, Mickey, well, yeah. <laughs> Mickey's face. Mickey's cheeks. Hashtag Mickey's cheeks. Nostalgia. Fix the cheeks. It's all coming back. It's just like... It's all coming back. Yeah, so that's the reason why we're not seeing so many characters because they probably all look like that right now really weird and disgusting and they know that brandon's judging in the background and i'm judging them very harshly (laughs) yeah i'm sure you are brandon and i'm also judging them very harshly in the absence of information so they should just get used to it and start showing stuff (laughs) 
Churro, what do you think they're going to show at D23? Uh, um, probably at least a, a new world or two. Mm-hmm. Tiny little bit of story information, kind of like how like uh, the North America's D23 trailer was. Yeah. Know, more hints at like what you know the the real organization 13 is trying to do. Yeah. So just more little tidbits about them and then more. Do you think we're going to get stories. a follow-up on Toy Story stuff or are they done talking about Toy Story? I I think we may get a little bit more Toy Story stuff, but not. it won't be like the main focus of it. I think we'll finally see more stuff like from Big Hero 6. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That's a good call because we haven't seen nothing from Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that was like, from what Namara said at D23, you know, that Big Hero 6 was one of, like, the last ones to be actually, you know. Yeah, confirmed, yeah. Confirmed. So, basically, it would be finally nice to see what we can see from there, you know. Yeah. And then, I think that's it. It's, like, there's really not much they can go off of because they don't want to reveal too much. Mm, yeah. But I do want to ask you two questions, though. What's up? At the end of the trailer, yes. do you think it'll still say 2018? Or do you think it'll be, like, you know, the... The quarter with 2018. Mm. I think it'll still be 2018. And I'm gonna go a little further. I think that at E3 they'll say the quarter. Hmm. That's a that's a very interesting because like in my mind I I was thinking of Vivid being the quarter. You know, like fall, winter, 2018, and then E3 will be the final actual release date. Do you think that they're saving the release date for TGS? I think they're going to... Yeah, I think they will because of what happened to 15. That's my guess. The only thing is... Well, I mean, at least with 15, 15 first said... uh, Well, first I said 2016... And then they said at Uncovered uh, September 30th, 2016, and then they moved it to November. You know, they got a two-month two delay on that one. So uh, with that one, you know, if something like that happened, maybe now they're projecting September. Mm-hmm. But they could end up delaying it till late winter. Or, or not, not late winter, but like late fall, early winter, which I think is like, completely the the route they are probably trying to follow because the thing is with like game releases the biggest stuff is like all centered around like late october early november you want to stay way the hell away at those months because that's where all all the big games come out and Mm -hmm. like so that's kind of dangerous for kingdom hearts to drop then it was also dangerous for final fantasy 15 which is why they wanted the September one because that sort of like gets them out ahead of all the other big budget games, especially the it's ones also that just always come out. In September, yeah. September exactly. is usually sports. So you can like get ahead of a lot of really like dumb games and or a lot of really big games, and you just compete with dumb games that don't compete with your stuff. So either September or like late November, early December, those are all like good times for JRPGs, like big JRPGs to come out or, or just big Japanese games in general. Metal Gear Solid Five also came out in September. So that's where those games will probably do the best. So I think what they're probably doing right now is like they're probably shooting for September, but if they need more time 
they'll try to aim for late November, December. And if they really screw it up, they're saving it for March. (laughs) That's what I think is happening behind the scenes. So that's why I don't think they'll be saying too much now. Because, like, if you think about it, like, the time between February and all those other dates, there's a lot of time there. Especially if they end up delaying it to March 2019. Which I hope they do. Because I want a better game. And better Mickey models. Give me better cheeks. Zappy, what do you think they're going to do? Only you, Brandon. At the end of the trailer. I think I I agree with you in that sense. Like, I... I, Obviously, I want to be hopeful just because there's a lot more involvement in with D23 and Disney this time around. Yeah. Um, so I would think that they would try to pull something being like, let's just announce a date here, blah, blah, blah type of thing. But yeah, can't really know for sure. I feel like, I think I'm just going to agree with you on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but the, thing, the thing that kind of like puts me off is that Nomura has stated that he's very confident it'll be released this year. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and uh, honestly, you know, honestly, kinda, I, I think hard. they will. Kind of hard because you know Nomura can sometimes say one thing and then do another thing secretly. Yeah, you know, I I believe them, and honestly, the reason why I believe them, and it's kind of sad, is that I think they will f- make it released this year, whether it they can or not or can't. <laughs> They'll. And cut you think stuff they're gonna patch they to. like how Final Fantasy 15 would be? Yeah, that that's a very strong possibility. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't do what they're doing with like the royal edition, you know. Yeah, you know that to me, oh, it's man. just a big no. finger to all the people who bought the game at launch. Yep. Yeah. And it's as long as you know Nomura knows what he's doing, because like to me, it's like as long as we get the full experience, you know, in game, nothing cut out, and everything. Yeah. But then like DLC, like if he wants to add things, you know, that's not like canon story content, like how, you know, like the episodes were. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be fine with me as long as I get you know everything and no more. Doesn't just fill the dots, you know. Yeah, fill in exactly. Everything else later. That that to me that's just kind of lazy. Do you yeah. know what hurts more? Is that I bought more. a four hundred dollar collector's edition of Final Fantasy fifteen, and I Ouch. still had to buy the seasons pass. And, Ouch! And even now, you still have to spend another twenty dollars just if I want to get the royal edition. edition. I'm debating if I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna get it for PC just because. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going I'm, to get I'm on there. Same. I'm not. I'm not touching Royal Edition, but I'm buying PC, yeah. which has the Royal Pack. Exactly. So I'm. I might. And the I'm season, buy season Pack one. So. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I mean, when I bought my edition of 15, it came with the season pass for free. Yeah. So That's pretty good. I didn't have to worry that was, about that. Was that was the same so, for me. Yeah, yeah. So to me, honestly, I'd rather just spend the extra money on because I was thinking about getting the, the Windows version, but you know what? I'll just spend the twenty dollars in the Royal Edition and just take that money for the windows edition and put it towards persona three persona five dancing games that's it yeah. there you go did you see the clutches sorry side note <laughs> yes the japanese ones are They're... really really cool i'm just saying right now yes i am putting it towards the collector's edition so nice that's great nice. so uh i think this uh leads us really well into our first question actually so let's move on to our question segment which comes Yay. from justin williams who asks what kind of DLC do you expect for Kingdom Hearts 3? And do you think that a new Disney World is possible? So I guess that means that, like, do you think that it's possible that they might save Disney Worlds in their entirety to be added via DLC? No. Sammy, what do you think? I think, no, okay. <laughs> One thing, I would be really mad if that happened. Because that is <laughs> definitely the worst thing you could ever do to me. 
DLC, what I would expect is that, like, I want them to, you know... I think it'd be really cool to have, like, the data battles again. Um, mm-hmm. in, like, in, um, in the, in the new engine and see how yeah. that would be. Like, I would love that as DLC. Yeah. Um, and, like, extra bosses, like, I think, like, I, I would just want them to do a whole big one with all 13 members or, or of the organization yeah. to do that. Um, I wouldn't a want giant them. boss rush. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I, I feel like if they were going to do it, they're going to do it individually. Cause that yeah. would make more sense in, like in like the marketing and business type of mindset but um yeah that's like that's the type of dlc i, I kind of expect like little minimal things is kind of like i don't know if they if they have different skins based off like different final fantasy characters but if um, you if you look at the trends these days in terms of dlc mm-hmm. i mean at least with final fantasy 15 a lot of their dlc is not minimal like they yeah. have real big stuff so what kind of like big stuff do you think they could add I really don't want like, to say with World, Final I Fantasy stuff play. like there's there's story content yeah. like what kind of how would they add story to a Kingdom Hearts game If they let me play other characters if they don't if they only let me play Sora that's fine cuz I still love Sora okay. no matter until the end of time But if I do So like, let let's say there's a episode Riku and you get to play the reverse rebirth mode of Kingdom Hearts 3 would you pay for that Probably be, Okay you will okay we'll, oh, okay. we'll all pay for it We'll all pay for, we'll pay for everything it doesn't matter But yeah, would you, know. you are, will you be happy about that? Probably not. Depends okay. on what it is. If yeah. it's like me I, I going mean, through want... the same thing over again as Riku, no. Mm-hmm. If I get to I do mean, like other things, I think, I think if it's a if it's a sizable thing that feels really big, like if, as if it could be its own standalone game, because like if you look back at like like Chain of Memories, for example, the the Riku side and the Sora side, they kind of felt like maybe, I don't know, like both are like maybe 60%, 66% of a game. Like they're two thirds of a game that add up to one whole game kind of ish, maybe a little bit longer than what you'd normally get. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's something that more or less feels like this is another Kingdom Hearts game that we're getting, and it's coming in the form of DLC, and it could be standalone if they wanted it to be, like kind of like, like The Witcher. Like, yeah, Witcher. Witcher's got really great expansions. Uh, yeah. Another really great example of something like that, and I wish more games would do stuff like this. Is what a Rockstar did with Grand Theft Auto IV's DLC. Oh, so they the had episode, stand, the episodes, the right? standalone episodes. So. Lost in the Dam and Ballad of Gay Tony. Those were like pretty so much good. huge standalone Grand Theft Auto games. Yep. Those could have just been <sighs> Grand Theft Auto games on their own. Uh, I mean, Ballad of Gay Tony, like we're talking like, I think it was like maybe seven hours to beat it. But like GTA 4 was like maybe f- four maybe like 10 hours so it's like it's not that it wasn't that different in terms of like how long it take took you to beat it like it was a, a lot of content a lot of great stuff they ended up releasing them as standalone games anyway because they were so good uh, I, I didn't really like lost in the dam but ballad of gay tony basically yeah, ballad was, gay tony was so good it was really good I so i'd personally like to see something like that so if they you know if they wanted to shoehorn it in that sort of way where it was like okay 
this is going to be Riku's side of the story or Kairi's side of the story or, you know, yeah, you name it, side of the story. Like yeah. That. But I'd if be it's okay something with short, like, yeah. you know, episode, like, you know, Ignis, yeah. Gladio, where it's like two hours, then I'd be like, <sighs> That's the eh, thing. No. That's the thing I, I, I heard don't... some of them are good. Like, okay, well, so like Ignis, heard... Ignis was good. Prompto was decent and Gladio was just meh. Yeah, so but, um, I, I agree with you, Churro. And I would say my biggest critique of the Final Fantasy XV DLC uh, in terms of length is that you're getting these bite-sized chunks. If you add them up, if you add all the time that you spend playing them, you know, that's six hours. If it was a six-hour DLC, I'd be okay with that. That's that's pretty long. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's an acceptable size. You know, I wouldn't mind if Riku's thing wasn't as long as Sora's story, you know, let's say it's like, I don't know, four worlds instead of like, but four full sized worlds as opposed to what, like eight full size worlds. I'd be okay with that. Could like, you see a VR? Yeah, could, that's you, fine. could you see a VR mode in this? Like, for, for <laughs> probably <laughs> not. Uh, it would ha- it would have to be a different kind of character. Like it, it couldn't be Sora. Or any yeah, of the Keyblade wielders. Honestly, it would have to be like it, a different type of you know game in general. It wouldn't be like a Kingdom Hearts main. Yeah, or, like a the, battle the only, of partless, and you're just the only one heartless. that I could see working is the gummy ship. You know, because you're in a cockpit, and that's true. Gener- generally, if your player character is kind of doing what you are physically doing, like sitting in a chair. So if your if your player character is also sitting in a chair, that you're generally less likely to just hurl like crazy mm-hmm. and on top of that there have been, there have been other games that have done it like for example eve valkyrie is a uh that know, like a free flight sim thing hey i did uh ace combat 7 at psx last year oh, oh, oh there's God. that too no. did you barf did you feel no, like I barfing? Barf. i mean like honestly like stuff like that doesn't get me sick the only thing that okay. really gets me sick is spinning in circles Okay. okay, which would like, generally for example, happen. Uh, the the tea, teacup ride from Disneyland. Oh, oh my yeah, god, yeah. that's I awful too. I, I can't that's get bad. on that ride anymore because no. it makes me dizzy. It, yeah, that's too much. I, but I, like, I, yeah, and and I've played a bit of Resident Evil Seven in VR too, and that yeah. doesn't get me dizzy either or sick, or motion sickness or anything like that. Yeah, I'm really so. bad with motion sickness. Like I yeah. can't do first person shooters on an empty stomach. Like that's oh, it's geez. really weird. Yeah, if if, if, if you're, yeah, if you if you suffer with first person shooters, then I think pretty much any VR yeah. would be bad. Uh, so get, getting back a little bit to the DLC stuff, uh, and actually a little bit to Final Fantasy 15. So one of the kind of annoying things that I I don't appreciate about Final Fantasy 15 is that a lot of the DLC kind of serves to make up for the faults of the original release of the game, especially in terms of like filling in plot holes and filling in things or explaining plot points that they just simply didn't have enough money for. Um, I definitely am not a fan of that and kind of like would hope for... <laughs> uh, like, but- I, I don't think... Nomura would do this, but add stuff after the game finishes, like n- new content I mean, that extends at- the story... I mean, look at it now. Tabata still wants to release more DLC and possibly a second season pass. I mean, that's exactly. two season passes. There's so much. That being said, uh, Kingdom Hearts is not sinless in this either. You know, you need not look further than uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, 2 Final Mix, 
which did exactly this where they added a bunch of cutscenes all over the game to flesh out the story and added bosses into the main story, like, for example, Roxas. So, like, Kingdom Hearts has blood on its hands, too, when it comes to this sort of thing. So, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it either way. Like, I'm I'm saying, like, if, if something's so important, take your time and do it. Finish it. Add Roxas to Kingdom Hearts 2 original. I don't know. But yeah, that's 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 the kind of thing that I'm not a fan of uh, with with FF15's DLC. The fact that it's piecemeal, uh, the fact that it's, you know, just there to sort of like fix problems with the story and fix problems with the fact that they didn't really have enough budget to finish the game like and just they're just trying to flesh it out and like the royal pack especially the stuff in the royal pack is really going down that route because it seems like that content is being added to the main game like specifically the stuff that happens during the ending sequence like if you saw in the trailer there's a lot of stuff that happens in the final dungeon area i guess you could say uh it seems like they're adding a lot of stuff to that part of the game. And that's like the first time that they're really just like straight up. Yep. We're changing the main game now, you know, at least with uh, the episode DLCs, those are like side things that you, that you start outside of playing the game. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. Not a fan of that style. Uh, I hope they don't do that with kingdom hearts three. All right, moving on to our next question, which comes from uh, Giovanni Rivera. Sabi, can you take this one? Sure. Uh, so they asked, we all know Pixar loves to play a bit with cameos in their movies. Now that we know that Pixar is working so close with Square Enix for Sto- Toy Story's World and Cage 3, do you think we're going to find even a subtle glimpse of Kingdom Hearts in a, fut- uh, in a future Pixar films as a cameo? Um, I wouldn't give it a hundred percent, but like if I had to give a rating, I'd probably give it like at least maybe a three percent chance. <laughs> yeah, really low. <laughs> cause, cause like I, cause honestly, even if there is in there, how many people besides Kingdom Hearts fans will know if that's a Kingdom Hearts cameo? Exactly. I mean, so, uh, so, did we get a record like, Ralph? No, so, it wasn't. Yeah, so in Wreck-It Ralph, there was a reference to Eris in there yeah. from but Final I, Fantasy VII. I thought that bar thing, like, they... Just... No, it was just a character from one of one of the other games. Like, they were at the bar with Ralph just, like, having a drink because the <gasps> arcade was shut down. What? It was never him. Yeah, if you go back and watch it now. No, yeah, but everyone's saying it was. Oh, yo. No, that, that was because, like, that was, like when the movie was in theaters, when you can only catch a glimpse oh, of it. Yeah. When the movie came out, you know, Blu-ray, digital, whatever. You can watch people it. People finally went back and saw it. It's not even him. So, yeah, you know, like, and it's the other just th- something, one of those things that people thought it was there. The, the other thing heart. with Wreck-It Ralph, the other thing with Wreck-It Ralph is that by design, Wreck-It Ralph just has a lot of video game cameos in it because, like, it's supposed to have a bunch of video game cameos in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if a Pixar movie throws in a cameo or, or, or like, a reference to something, it's going to be, like, kind of important. And I, I personally think it's not yeah, cause, happen. Because, you, you know, because we all know that Pixar, you know, Disney and Pixar likes to throw 
references from previous Disney movies into their, you know, movies. Yeah, Disney movies, yeah, no problem, but yeah, Kingdom I Hearts. I mean, honestly, I for maybe know. Toy Story 4, maybe I can see we can see something like that, but maybe it'll just be something yeah. really tiny and subtle, not really out there in the open, like something in the background maybe. Yeah. I, I you know what would be interesting? <laughs> this would be like really weird, but if they like had a poster that was like referencing Galaxy Toys, which is going to be a toy store in in uh you know in Kingdom Hearts 3. So I could see something like that happening, but not not anything too crazy. I mean, well, if you remember though, if you remember, they were talking about like how Kingdom Hearts and Toy Story's canon work. Don't you remember that? They were like talking about that around D23 like so I mean maybe like if if they're talking about how like within the universe of Kingdom Hearts everything that happened in Toy Story is canon so maybe the reverse is true. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but uh yeah, maybe they maybe they do something like that. All right, Churro, can you take this last one? Sure. It's from Nigel Jackson, and they write, With the port of The World Ends With You to switch, it got me thinking. Do you ever think that we'll get an HD remaster of the 2D Game Boy Advance version of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories? I really like that version more than the PS2, and would love to see it on modern consoles. So, uh, I definitely agree that the Game Boy Advance version for me is like... I would prefer that one over the PS2 version. Same. But I think Same. I think because Chain of Memories is not the most loved game in the series that it's probably not going to happen. Uh even though it is like kind of a good version. Also, uh the thing the thing about Chain of Memories though is that especially especially with specifically doing an HD remaster of it like that would take a lot of effort because unlike with two two uh with three D games, uh with three D games all you need to do to do like the most basic remaster is to just tell the renderer, okay, render at ten eighty p, render at four K, and instantly it will look better. P uh two D graphics, no, that does not work at all. You have to redraw the graphics and that's expensive. So in that respect it seems like it would be really expensive now what i could see being like kind of like churro said maybe three percent possible is that uh maybe maybe it could appear on the virtual console for like a nintendo platform and then you know you could play it that That was so cool decides to yeah so make a virtual console for the switch yeah, if they'll ever if they'll ever add virtual console to the Switch, I would say that's that's probably Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, you know, the GBA version of that. That's probably its only chance of ever seeing the light of day again, sadly. Yeah, it's just like once you make a PS2 remake of something, it's like, all right, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Doesn't matter if people like it or not. This one's the definitive version from now on. Can I just say I'm very happy about the world ends with you on Switch? Yeah, yes. that's, a, Super that's a big deal. It's something I mean, I've been waiting for. I still have my DS. This is, basically, this is basically Square Enix's last thing. All right. You guys you guys say you like the world's end with you. Yeah, we like it too. You guys want more? 
Prove it. it. Prove that you want more. <laughs> so, if you ever wanted to see a continuation of The World Ends With You, or even if you ever wanted to see World Ends With You characters ever again in a Kingdom Hearts game, go buy that Go buy that Switch port. You need to do it. Or it, it, if you do not do it, it will die. Period. The end. This is The World Ends With You's literal last chance. It will not survive if it does not do well. So... Just just throwing that out there. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, this episode. Our music for today comes from uh, Eric L. on YouTube. It is a jazz cover of The 13th Struggle. And I just thought it would be great to do this because, like, when, when do you ever hear remixes of The 13th Struggle? And I just feel like that just enca- encapsulates my life right now. The struggle. <laughs> Waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Waiting for D23. Trying to get tickets to D23 and it's like, oh, it's a lottery and it's weird. And oh, plane tickets are expensive. Aww. Struggle. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I, I was just thinking that, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of nice to go there. Like I was just there recently. But oh, well, maybe next time or maybe not. I don't know. Seems seems I I don't know how anyone gets there. <laughs> Just seems so uh, ephemeral and confusing. That or you can actually look on like Yahoo auctions or something and see if somebody's yeah. selling a ticket. Yeah, that is a, that is another option. Oh well. So uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, our uh, our next episode is going to be on the thirteenth of February. So speaking of D two three, we are going to uh, definitely be talking about whatever goes down. Uh, on the next episode. So yeah, next episode, we're gonna have news. Yay! Whoa. Finally, about time. Finally, we had so many rumor segments for the past literally three episodes. So finally, we're gonna have some news. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to keep up with that and everything else we put out, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. Yay! Yay! And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And uh, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you want your questions answered, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. It's that time again. No! It's goodbye no. time. But the good thing is we we have to we have to say goodbye because if we say goodbye then time go- will start progressing again and and then and then D23 is going to come and maybe we'll get a Kingdom Hearts trailer. Yay. So it must be done. We must <laughs> say goodbye. Bye. Or we could goodbye, just Bye guys. It's been real. We could just We could just stay here and just keep hey, Remember recording. guys, this is 2018. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out. We yes. can just stay here. <laughs> we can just stay here and keep recording forever until everything comes out. Until then, Final Fantasy we'll VII Remake comes out. And then we'll never release this. And we'll never release this. I think our hard drive will be full by then. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why I got two more. Yeah. I don't think Audacity supports hot swapping hard drives because, no. I mean, I could go on Amazon right now and buy a new hard drive, but I don't think I could install it and have Audacity record onto it. That is a challenge for another day. Yes. Oh, well. 
So anyway, I'm Brandon, saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. Mm -hmm.